Hey, welcome to Home Church Podcast. It is a good day to have a good day. I'm Pastor Jerry Kuhn, and I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. My hope is that you will respond to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you in and through this message today. And I believe that he will draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, where you are passionate about loving God, doing good, and being a friend. I hope that you enjoy the message today. I was going to sing a special for you guys tonight, but I started losing my voice. So, uh, but man, I can still try if you guys want to. How many of you guys want me to sing? <laughs> you guys were supposed to say no. Now I got to sing a song. No, I'm kidding. Hey, listen, I am excited because tonight we start a new series. Everybody say simple. Keep it simple. How many, ever, how many guys ever heard the acronym for KISS? Keep it simple, stupid. How many guys have ever heard that? No? Listen, listen, I, I, I'll tell you guys, I sold cars for two years, and sometimes, like, I would always try to overcomplicate things, and that's what my manager always say. He would say, hey, listen, keep it simple. And I won't say the, the other word because I just feel like it's mean, but um, listen, I think a lot of times, uh, the reason I'm so excited about this is because I think a lot of times in you and I's life, we overcomplicate things. Be honest with me. How many guys have ever overcomplicated something so simple? Just a couple of you. Now the rest of you need to pray because I know you're lying. Hey, listen, listen. Like I know for myself, I overcomplicate things all the time. How many guys have ever like had a conversation that shouldn't be awkward or weird, but you complicate it and you make it super like just you're an introvert, it's weird, it's awkward, and you're like, man, it was as simple as saying like, hey, how are you, you know, good to see you, you know, all of that, but for some reason, it's like the simple things in our life, you and I have a tendency to complicate. Would you guys agree with that? Say, yeah, Pastor James. Hey, listen, y'all going to have to preach back to me tonight because I'm losing my voice. So tonight, one of the simple subjects, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's simple. One of the simple subjects that I want to talk about tonight is assurance of salvation. Listen, let's be honest. Some of us never thought about this, and there are others of us that that really aren't sure. But can I ask you something? Do you know 100% where you would go if you died? Do you know that you know that you know where you would go if you died? Heaven? Right? And you can only answer that for yourself. I can't answer it for you, Casey, Brian, Pastor Aubrey. Nobody can answer that for you. But here's the thing. How many of you guys, to be honest, how many of you guys have ever questioned where you'd go? I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to tell on myself. Every time I hear the tornado sirens, I start questioning it. Like, I'm like, oh, Lord, like, I, like, I really hope I got this thing right. How many of you guys are afraid of tornadoes? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not, I, my wife, my wife's not scared at all. Like we can, my wife was doing homework in our bedroom. The tornado sirens went off and I like run in there and I'm like, we got to go to the shelter. I'm like tripping over myself and everything. And my wife's just staring at me like, this guy has done lost his mind. But be honest with me really quickly. How many of you guys, I want to just reemphasize because it's so important. It's going to be the topic of what we're talking about tonight. How many of you guys know where you're going if you were to die? 100% confidence. How many hands would go in the air? You don't got to like, oh, Pastor James, so I got to act like I know. No, I want you to be real with me. And the reality is we don't have a whole lot of hands. So, so here's the other question. 
why are people so unsure of where they're going to spend eternity? Like, answer that for yourself. You don't got to answer it out loud. But why are people so unsure of where they're going to spend eternity? Can I tell you one of the things that I think? I think the number one reason people are unsure of where they're going to go when they die is because people base their relationship with God on their feelings. Think about that. How many guys have ever had a really good day? Like things were going great. You were going to your friend's house after school. Mom wasn't mad at you. You did the dishes. Like life was good. And you were like, man, you know what? God loves me. And then how many guys have ever had a day where it's just like rain, you're getting in trouble, you can't do anything right, you got busted for something, and you're like, man, God doesn't love me. How many guys, how many guys have ever been there? That's an emotional based relationship and that's so dangerous because emotions are no good they're they're nothing that you and I can base things off of emotions or feelings are a dangerous place to be when you're determining your standing with God and so when you think about it and you think man why why am I unsure because I think sometimes we allow our feelings to play such a big part I want to tell you guys a story there was a there was this youth student and, you know, he, he had attended service. He'd come a couple times, ended up showing up for service, and worship was really good. I mean, it wasn't as good as our worship. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, it was, you know, he was in service, and he started feeling this tug on his heart. How many guys have ever had that tug on your heart where you were like, God, I want to give my life to you? How many guys have ever had that tug? So you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so, so when this student came to service, he had this tug on his heart, and he wanted to give his life to Christ. He goes up to the youth pastor and he's like, hey, I, I think I'm ready to make that jump. I think I'm ready to step into that place in my life. And the youth pastor prayed with him. He repeated the prayer. God, forgive me of my sins. I acknowledge you. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. You died on the cross for me. I want to live for you. He went through all of those things. And afterwards, that was it. And he looked at his youth pastor and he said, is, is that it? The youth pastor said, yeah, that's, you're in. Everybody say, you're in. And the youth student was like, wait, what? Like, I thought, I thought there was going to be this loud voice that, like, welcomed me. I thought there was going to be, you know, something extravagant happened when I prayed this prayer. Like, I don't feel nothing. I don't see nothing. Like, I thought at the very least I would get this fuzzy, warm feeling in my stomach. But that wasn't the case. How many of you guys have ever, like, relied on an emotion to take you somewhere? And that's the beautiful thing about the word of God because it's truth. And we can put that above our emotions. We can put that above our feelings. We don't have to live guided by our feelings because we have something so much more solid in our lives. Listen, think about it. And from a feeling aspect, how many guys, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. This is the danger of living by your feelings because feelings are totally unreliable. Everybody say unreliable. Say it again. Say unreliable. So let me ask you a question. How many times have you felt like you were in love to find out later that you really wasn't? Come on, like some of you guys thought your boyfriend was so cute and then when y'all broke up, you were like, I don't even know why I liked him. He ain't, he ain't even all that good looking. I don't know what I was thinking, girl. Y'all ever do that? How do you guys ever show, uh, how, many, how many buddies, uh, boys, how many times you ever showed one of your buddies, one of your ex-girlfriend, they give you this face? And you're like, listen, man, I, it was, she, she looked different, okay? <laughs> like, like, listen, how many, guys, how many guys have ever been in that situation? Like, that's your feelings, right? 
Let, let me ask you another question. How many times in your life have you done something that you knew was wrong, and yet you didn't really even feel guilty at all? Anybody? Like, how many guys were like, why do I not feel bad? Because I know what I'm doing is wrong. Listen, I've been there. Oh, that's the, I see what's going on. That's the, that's the hand raise that, like, we don't want to show everybody. We just, it goes right here, but not past the shoulder. That's okay. I understand. I'll do it too. Listen, <laughs> how many times in your life have you felt guilty even though you didn't do something wrong? Anybody? That's like a big hand raise, right? Because, uh, you know, like, <laughs> I remember one time, I think it was Hadley. Hadley, where are you at? Oh, there you are. I said, I walked up to, when we were having service at the American Legion, can I tell on you? Would, would this embarrass you? I walked up to Hadley at the American Legion when we were having service over there. And I was like, Hadley! And she like, she got just like what you guys did. And she like starts tearing up and I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I don't know. I thought I did something wrong and I, I was just sitting here talking. And, and I mean, you know, feelings are totally unreliable. Somebody say unreliable. unreliable. The second reason I think people are unsure of where they will go when they die is because they aren't sure they did it right when they asked Jesus into their life. How many guys, uh, listen, listen, I won't forget the funniest thing. I won't forget, um, I got saved. Well, like I got baptized and stuff, but then like when I started taking my relationship with Christ seriously was my freshman year of high school. And so I remember going to the altar, I got saved. Next week comes around, altar call comes and I'm like, man, I really hope I did that right. And so I go back down there just to make sure and like the youth pastor thought it was weird, but he prayed for me again. And then like the next week I went back down just to make sure. And finally the youth pastor was like, hey, James, listen, man, like you're like, you're good. Like we've prayed this prayer three times. And I'm like, you're sure? He's like, yeah, I, th I think you're going to be all right. Then we went to, how many guys have ever been to the nightmare in Tulsa? Anybody? It is scary. So a church, a big church puts on this production to basically like uh, simulate what hell would be like, Right. And it is terrifying. How many guys cannot do scary movies? Okay, we need to pray for you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, listen, listen, like it is so scary. And I've got this friend, like I don't want to judge, but I feel like he wasn't saved. That was my perspective, all right? He was crazy. He was partying all the time. And, and like we come out of there and there's pastors just lined up at the exit. So like all these scared kids walking out and these pastors are like, hey, how are you doing? Can I pray for you? Like, you know, do, would you like to adopt a puppy? You know, that, that type of thing. And like, like, like he comes out, he comes out and uh, they're like, hey, do you want prayer? And he's like not even faced. It's like he's been there before. And he's like, nope, I'm good. Walks on. And I had just prayed a prayer of salvation three weeks in a row, but I still was like, hey, let's make sure we covered this. Like, you know, I want to pray this one more time. And, uh, you know, I had, the, I had the pastor pray for me. But my point is so many times we get insecure in our faith because we wonder if we did it right. I want to read to you something in 1 Samuel 16, uh, 7. It says this. It says, for God sees not as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Aren't you glad that you and I serve a God that can see past the outward, the, the outward appearance that you and, you and I have sometimes, that sometimes you and I put on this front or you and I put up this, this wall, but God sees right through it. 
Man, I love that. I love that God sees our heart because sometimes we're wondered that like, like hell got us on a technicality and because we didn't say this exact right word, it didn't happen. But the reality is God sees your heart and he sees that moment when your name was written in the Lamb's book of life, when, when you decided, God, I'm gonna give you my life. I'm glad that God's relational and he's not just super technical. Romans 10, 9 says this, it says, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus, if we confess Jesus as Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everybody say simple. Isn't that simple? You really think about that. Listen, the third reason is this. I believe the third reason people are unsure of where they will go when they die is because they still think they can earn their way to heaven. How many of you guys know being a good person isn't enough? How many of you guys didn't know that? Again, is that one of those? That's okay. Hey, listen, listen really quickly. Being a good person isn't enough. I mean, yeah, we want to be good. The Bible says that we're ambassadors for the kingdom of God. We want to represent God well. We want to be good people. But the reality is being good isn't the only, that, that's not the route. The route is confessing and believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so being good isn't, isn't the route. And so many times we think that if we can just be good enough but not be in a relationship with God, that that still covers us. But God's looking for relationship. Somebody say relationship. Let me ask you a question. Are any of us really good? Are any of us really good? We're not, right? I mean, ever since the fall of man, you and I have struggled with this thing called sin. We've been imperfect, in need of a perfect savior. Let me ask you a couple of questions. When was the last time you did something you knew was wrong? You guys were like, man, that was right before service. <laughs> like, don't look me in the eye, Pastor James. <laughs> when was the last time you lied to your parents? Please don't tell me because then I got to tell. No, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Casey, cut the recording. <laughs> when was the last time you said an unkind word or did something that hurt someone else? So are any of us truly good? The truth is we are all sinners. Jesus said this, hey guys, hey, give me about, give me about five, ten more minutes, and we're going to be done. If you guys will just respect this time, I'm going to get you guys out playing some dodgeball, okay? Hey, listen, hey, hey, time out, time out, time out, time out. Hey, listen, I want to read you something, Isaiah 64, 6, it says this, all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Can I tell you, Christ is the only reason you and I can be called righteous, Christ is the only reason that you and I can take up that identity, that we can be called blameless, that we can be forgiven, that we can walk in that security of grace and mercy because what he did on the cross, nothing that you and I did. Listen, so if it's not by being good, what is it by? And I'm gonna read to you Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through nine. It says, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. You know what the reality is? That you and I fall every day. The Bible says that a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up eight. So hear what I'm saying to you really quickly. You and I, we're gonna, we fall every day. We're going to make mistakes. Just because you become a Christian doesn't mean that you become perfect all of a sudden. 
doesn't mean that, that you, you start becoming just such a, a great person that's by your works alone that gets you into the kingdom of God. The reality is you and I daily are in need of a Savior that died on that cross. It was thousands of years before Jesus came because no man besides him could accomplish it. The reality is this, that, that the assurance of our salvation, though it's simple, it's not easy. Somebody say, oh, it's not easy. It's not easy. Hey, listen, but it is simple. I want to I just kind of, how, how many of you guys, how many you guys know your ABCs? Anybody here know your ABCs? Your ABCs are, um, hey, listen, listen, we need to talk about why y'all are in youth if you don't know your ABCs. Like, like they're like, what, is that, what does that say up there? <laughs> hey, listen, hey, real quick, dial in with me. We're almost done. Dial in. Hey, look at me. Listen, our ABCs, Jesus, I really think this Jesus, our relationship with Jesus is as simple as the ABCs. And so we're going to go through A, B, and C. Everybody say ABC. All right, listen, listen, the first one is a everybody say admit so you and I have to admit that we are a sinner Romans three twenty three says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God what did that say did that say all are you and I included in all so if we've fallen short it's good for us to admit that we've done that correct so the first thing that you and I have to do is we have to admit the Bible says that we shall know the truth and the truth will set us free. If we admit that you and I are imperfect in need of a perfect Savior, I think that does something for us. I think it's in that moment that we quit blaming other people and situations and circumstances. And we say, you know what, God, I have a part to play in this and I need you. Everybody say B. B. Now say believe. believe. You and I must believe that Jesus is God's son who died on a cross for your sins and rose again from the dead. Let me ask you a question. You don't have to verbally answer me tonight, but do you believe? Listen, I, I want to tell you something kind of crazy about it because it's like, it's like admitting isn't enough. Believing isn't enough. Like, I want to read you something really quickly. You believe that there is one God good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. That's James 2.19. So, so like even Satan believes there's a God, but is he going to heaven? No, right? So we don't like, like we don't just need to admit and believe there has to be something else. I like it. We're thinking. But faith don't start with the C. I just want to throw that out there. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, hey Christ. We need Christ. Listen. Listen, that's okay. Listen, listen, the last thing is see, hey, listen, if you listen all the way up to this point and didn't get this, you've missed the whole message. So I need you to pay attention. The last thing is see, everybody say commit. Commit your life to Jesus. Listen, Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord. That word Lord means boss. It means ruler. It means the one who calls the shots. You and I have to commit. How many of you guys have ever played a sport, but in order for you to really excel in that sport, you had to commit. You had to go to bed early. You had to, you had to wake up early. You had to put in the work. You had to do things that your friends weren't doing, that your competition wasn't doing. And I know that this isn't a sport, but the reality is it's an endurance race, and it will cost you and I everything to commit to Christ. And it's not easy. But it's simple. Listen, listen, 
you know, so, so many times you and I, we like, we flirt with the relationship with God, but we don't ever actually partake in it. Like, let me ask you something really quickly. Pastor Aubrey, can you, can you wave your hand at everybody? All right, all right, will you grab, all right, will you grab the worship band for me now? Hey, listen, how many of you guys know that Pastor Aubrey's my wife? How many of you guys know Pastor Aubrey's my wife? So let me ask you something. What if one day I just walked up to Pastor Aubrey, like I walked up to Pastor Aubrey and I said, hey, I just want to ask you really quickly, what is the bare minimum I got to do to keep you, girl? Like, like, would you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Like, hold on, hold on, I'm not done, I'm not done. What is the least amount of money I got to spend to date you? How do you guys, how do you guys feel about these questions? Hold on, I'm not done, I'm not done. What is the least amount of time I got to spend with you to like make sure we're good? Why are you guys getting so offended? <laughs> hey, listen. Listen, hey, hold up, hold up. Listen, listen to what I'm about to tell you guys. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Do we not do that to God? Think about that. Hey, God, hey boys, I want y'all to pay attention for me, please. Do we not do that to God? Do we not come to God and, and, and you know, and it's like we don't even realize we're doing it, but sometimes we come to God and we're like, we're like, God, you know, I love you and I want to go to heaven. So like, you know, let's just be real. What's the least amount of Bible I got to read to get there? What's the least amount of prayer time I got to have? What's the least amount of church services I got to go to? Because I want to get there, but I just don't want to invest a whole lot into it. And I think that's the reality. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is, God, uh, the Lord is good. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Bible says that those who seek, find. And so many times we rob ourselves of such a beautiful relationship with Christ because we never take that chance or that time to seek him. To hear what he's saying. I don't know what grade you're in. I don't know what season of life you're in. I don't know what kind of family background you come from. But can I tell you something really quickly? God wants to speak into your life. God wants to speak to you. God wants to have relationship with you. I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it again. Guys, I was 16 years old. I was 16 years old when I was adopted and shortly after that I ended up living on my own and can I tell you if it wasn't for God's voice speaking to me saying you're going to make it don't give up I've got you there's a purpose for the pain there's, there's something on the other side of the difficulty when I, when, I put, when I went to bed alone and I didn't have family next to me when I woke up and I didn't have anybody around me when I was eating ramen noodles for breakfast it was like God was saying you're not going to be here forever you're not gonna, this isn't, this isn't the final page. This isn't the, this isn't the final chapter of the story. You're gonna keep going. I'm the Lord of your life and I have my hand over you. Can I tell you, if it wasn't for those moments in my life where God was speaking to me, I don't know where I would be. But in order for you and I to really thrive in that relationship with him, we have to commit. You guys didn't like the idea of me asking Pastor Aubrey, what's the bare amount of time that I need to spend with you? The, the less amount of time, I, uh, the less amount of money I need to spend on you. Like, what's the bare minimum I got to do to keep you? And so many times we do that to God. We ask God, what's the bare minimum you'll accept? Because that's what I'm willing to give. But the reality is he gave it all for you. I want you to think about that tonight. Hey, listen, every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody talking in this room. 
I want to know, some of you guys, you come to church. Man, you love it here. I love it here. I love that you're here. But in reality, you know that you haven't committed. You want to commit. You're scared because not a whole lot of people around you have committed. You want to move forward in your relationship with Christ. Or maybe you're scared. Maybe you're like, Pastor James, I like it. I just don't know if I'm ready to commit. Can I tell you? There's a lot of things in life you're never going to be ready for unless you just take a step of faith. Because God's always ready. We never catch him off guard. So I'm going to ask you, if tonight you say, Pastor James, I'm struggling with some real things in my life and I need to commit. I need to commit to my relationship with Christ. I need to commit to being here. I need to commit to knowing him more and sharing in, in his goodness. I need to commit. If that's you, very quietly, silently, with nobody looking, nobody paying attention, this is between me, you, and God, I want you to raise your hand if you're ready to commit to Christ tonight. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? You say, Pastor James, I have, I've just straddled the fence for so long and I'm ready to see what it's actually like to have a relationship with Christ. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. Hey, maybe you're somebody that says, Pastor James, I got saved. I know who Jesus is. But if I can be honest with you, I, I feel like lately I've not been really given that relationship my all. Like you were given the example with Pastor Aubrey, you, you've obtained that relationship but it's like lately I've been neglecting it. I've been neglecting that relationship with God. I have it, but I've just not been taking care of it. But I want to come back and I want to commit tonight. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Amen. Amen. All right, hey, listen. If you raise your hand the first time, I just want you to repeat a prayer with me. Hey, listen, God sees the heart. If you're not comfortable saying this out loud just yet because someone's next to you, that's okay. I want you to say it in your heart. But if you, if you have the courage to say it out loud, I want you to say this with me. Dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. And I don't really want to live that way anymore. I believe that Jesus is your son and that Jesus died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I'm committing my life over to you. I know I won't be perfect, but I really do want to follow you from this day forward. Thank you for loving me, and I thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you raise your hand that second time, I want to pray a prayer with you as well. God, there's moments that I feel ashamed that I've not spent as much time with you. But God, your word says there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus <laughs> God thank you that even at my worst you accept me back as a son and as a daughter and help me to just get stronger in this relationship with you I'm coming home in Jesus name amen hey listen I encourage you to, to hang out with us and pray. If you want to stay back and you want to pray, maybe you want to talk. Me, Pastor Aubrey, Casey, uh, we've got volunteers here. If you gave your life to the Lord tonight, 
I would love to talk with you. If that's not something you're ready for, um, you're more than welcome to go outside. There will be dodgeball. But I encourage you, if God's been speaking to you tonight, hang around and we would love a chance to talk to you. I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more messages or find our service time, you can visit us at our website, homechurchtecumsa.com, for more information. And thank you again. And until next time, love God, do good, and be a friend. Be blessed.